visiting with our Shab of the Week, Michael Mookie Taff. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way, Michael, as we look at your nickname. I've heard the story. People know the story. I've told the story on air. But take us back to why they call you Mookie. Like I said last year, it was, it's a nickname that I grew up with. And there was a bunch of Michaels, Michael Mariotti, a bunch of Michaels just in Pop Warner and baseball. And so my dad was like, well, we got to call him something that's not really a popular name. And my favorite baseball player was Melky Cabrera, but I couldn't say Melky when I was little. So I'd be like, oh, Mookie Cabrera. So he ended up calling me Mookie. I grew up with uh, the Ellingers, the Chambers. When Coach Dodge was at um, the Sugar Bowl with the Ellingers watching Sam, uh, we were also there with them. And we had dinner one time and Miss Ellinger called me Mookie. And Coach Dodge was like, Jenna, what? what is that? He's like, oh, that's that's his name. That's what we all call him, Mookie. Coach Dodge looked at him and he's like, Mookie? Yes, sir. He thought it was the funniest thing and ended up telling all the coaching staff and Coach Salazar, Coach Jones got a hold of the name. And so it went from there. He calls you that now, you know, when he's just referring to you, he calls it. So it's in his vernacular for sure. It shows that family atmosphere that the Westlake football family has when it comes to the coaches and the players and even the extended family with the parents. It shows how much of a a family it actually is. That's what I always tell people um, after the state game when everyone was talking about state and their coaches, but the one thing that people don't really realize why Westlake is so good and why I believe Westlake is so good is because we have the best community in Texas and in America that supports us. Win or lose, um, all the parents, all the fans are going to be there for us. Um, and they look at us as kids, not only football players that play really well on the field they also see us as young men and people that are respectful in the community and so it's awesome to look up and know that there's a pandemic going on but for senior night every single parents in the stands um, getting rowdy getting getting excited and making us feel super special yeah all the people that could be there were there and I think that that speaks volumes talk about senior night because it was different it looked different in the midst of all of it I think there was a, the bright spot was, whoa, we've got these Jordan Jumpman jerseys on and we got a brand new helmet and we're the first senior class and forever to, to break out an alternative helmet. Take us through your perspective of senior night. The jerseys were awesome. The helmets were, they looked so cool. And I guess it kind of gives, goes back to what Lucas was saying about giving back to the people that really brought us those helmets and brought us those jerseys because we didn't, we didn't earn those. It was the people before us. It was the Sage, the Leos, uh, Taylor Andersons, all those people that were great, got us that opportunity. And then senior night, it was something that I was a little bummed about knowing that I couldn't walk the field with my parents, but the parents ended up making it super special for us, getting crazy, getting loud in the stands. Um, so it ended up being pretty fun. Coach Dodge always talks about every day, um, we have to take this day by day and know that nothing's guaranteed. I think it's unique to hear a lot of his, what I call Dodgeisms. You know, the the themes that he uses and that he tells the staff to kind of send the message to the captains, then down to the team are actually really taking hold in dealing with COVID-19 and all the protocols that you've had to go through just to play. You know, we, we talked about the road trip to Midway and how there's extra buses. We pulled into a parking lot at Bucky's and spread out and basically made a, a locker room out of a, the corner of a parking lot. So there's all of these stories just to play. The theme of take inventory of what you can control, also staying in the moment is a big part of how you're able to do this week to week. Is it helping you stay in the moment? Our coaching staff, I I, I believe that they're the best coaches in the state of Texas, but not only at coaching, um, you can see this year that we take the most 
precautions and the best protocol out of any any team in the state. Our staff, our coaches hammer it on us that we cannot be hanging out with people that aren't inside the football bubble um, unless it's family, really close friends that you know where they were. We don't have a locker. Um, we go to the shop court, which is Westlake's lunchroom, and we spread out before games. I, I just think that the way that they prepare for us and put in so much extra time for us to make it work out is is amazing. I think also it teaches you to understand just how much care factor there is, you know, to, to once again borrow some of Coach Dodge's words that that care factor is, hey, we're not in the locker room right now. We're, nothing is normal. We're spread out in the lunchroom. We're getting taped up in a parking lot. You're bringing your pads with you. It's almost like Pop Warner all over again. There's that extra layer of responsibility that, hey, if you forget your cleats, you forget your cleats. Or, hey, if you forget your pads, you forget your pads. There's that personal responsibility that I think is very noticeable. And it starts with the captains. Take us through your experience getting named a captain and what has that meant to you for this team specifically? It was a great day when um, Coach Dodge called my name. Um, it's something that I've always been looking forward to, especially after state, just knowing that I got the credibility now, just making plays on the field last year and knowing that if this team's going to be good with everything going on, they need to have a bunch of captains that are leading and showing by example. And I think me and five others are doing a great job just showing our team that every game is going to be tough with COVID, how it's impacted us. And not only that, Coach Dodge said this last week, and he said it again this morning. The theme of our team is we love the game of football more than anybody in the state. And so the care factor is just way higher than any other year. And the captains have been stressing that and just looking forward to playing. And if you want to be a state contender, you got to care more than any other team. Lucas said this last week in our Shop of the Week conversation, Michael. He said, you know, we owe it to the Sage Luthers and the Leo Lowens to protect the legacy of the defensive backfield. You know, we owe it to how well this unit has played in the past. I grabbed a, a little fragment of that when it came to how much he wanted to be playing, the the love of the game, not just the ability. And I latched onto that because Coach Dodd said this in our pregame interview about how much this team loves the game of football and how he was walking up and down the practice fields earlier this week and how an hour and 45-minute time limit for practice, you guys were done in about an hour and 15 minutes, and he's walking up the sidelines listening to conversations. And in his 35 years as a head coach, it's it's never about football. It's always about school or it's always about girls or it's always about, you know, what's going on. It's all football. And I'll be honest with you, Michael, he he's kind of taken aback by how much y'all care about this game to talk about it all the time and to be as efficient. Do you feel that as a captain? Do you feel that as a member of this team? Don't get me wrong. We are Westlake is very social, social life school and on our football team, too. We we still have a social life. Everyone on the team does. We go hang out with our friends after the games, Saturdays, watch Texas, um, watch the teams that we love at the next level. But in practice, we, we want to win so badly, and we want this work and this grind through the six months of disaster to pay off. So during practice, we're, we're just focusing about getting better, and we understand that Dell Valley is a great team, and if we're beating them how badly we beat them, then we're getting better as a team. We're not just focused on winning that week. 
So take me through your room because, you know, with Zoom calls, we get a little glimpse into inside your life. Normally these conversations happen in the field house, but I can't help but notice the Earl Campbell jerseys on the back of your wall. In fact, you've got two jerseys framed. You're a young guy, Michael. You're not necessarily supposed to know or understand who Earl Campbell is, but the fact that you have those two jerseys up, his Texas jersey and his Houston Oilers jersey, you might be into history and you might be a bit of an old soul. Is that right? That's funny you say because Coach Jones – told me a couple of weeks ago, he goes, you know, Mookie, I could see you fitting in very well in the 1980s, 1990s, just a laid back guy. I love Errol Campbell just because I grew up a Longhorn. And if you look around in my room, Westlake flag, um, Westlake jersey framed up, Texas jerseys framed up. I'm a, a person that grew up loving Westlake and loving Texas. Um, and that's really all I know. That's why I love this game. Your experience is a, what I would call a Westlake legacy. You know, the, a guy that grew up in this process of understanding that not just being a member of the football team is a, is a big deal, but also the experience that comes with being a Westlake athlete. It's special, not just in the football program, but we're seeing it's, you know, play out in the basketball program, you know, swimming, uh, taking care of business the other day against Bowie, you know, and, and eyeballing their district run tennis taking care of Lake Travis and eyeballing their district tournament and and the success we're seeing the addition to the athletic facility to include wrestling we're, we're seeing all of these things really cascade into an experience that is Westlake you're a part of that forever and I don't think people really understand that perspective of somebody who has started their lives in a certain community and come through to experience a state championship and now the opportunity to try to win another one. It's a really special time to be a senior and a captain at Westlake. That all goes back to like I was saying about the community. You wake up and you you go walk on a Saturday morning. You go drive to Texas a on Saturday morning. Those practice fields will never be empty, you know, whether it's eight-year-olds going to throw the ball, putting on the pads, trying to get better at Pop Warner, or it's a 43-year-old dad walking, walking laps, you know, to stay in shape. This community is very competitive, and it's not only football. It's the golf team wins state almost every year. The swim team is amazing. The baseball team would have done great this year. The basketball team, it's every team is competitive. I think also you look at it from the perspective of everybody knows what it feels like to lose something now. I think you look at your teammates that were baseball players as juniors last year, guys who you won a state championship with who are seniors that did not get to play uh, baseball. That's a that's a huge punch in the gut. Guys that didn't get to run track. You mentioned the, the boys golf team, but the girls golf team didn't get a chance to make a run at that third straight state title. There was so much that didn't happen in the spring. Spring ball didn't happen in the spring. The spring game didn't happen. Even fall workouts were backed up. How does that make you feel, that, that perspective of we have to enjoy this because I've seen it ripped away from people that I care about. And I think everyone on the team knows that, that just they have so many guys that they're friends with on the baseball team, on the track team, lacrosse team. We got a bunch of lacrosse guys just watching it get canceled and knowing that that could be a very big possibility for us if we don't take care of stuff outside of football and staying away and taking precautions, knowing that that could happen to us. We don't want to be sitting in our rooms on a Friday night watching Take us back to the interception in the state championship game because there are several opportunities in 2019 where I look at Michael Taff and go, okay, that's an aha moment. This interception or that tackle, the interception in the first half of the state championship game, you know, I had everybody texting me on how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> and and to that response was, where have you guys been? You know, that's that's kind of how I looked at it is that that moment in the state championship game, peel back the curtain a little bit and tell us how that experience went for you in that moment. 
I think the interception really the biggest part about it was it gave me confidence knowing that if I can do that on the biggest stage, I can do it anywhere. You know, I wasn't a guy. If you ask Coach Salazar who's going to be the um, MVP of the state game on defense, he would never say my name. I knew that too. I wouldn't say my name either. I would say Sage or Leo or one of the LBs or one of the D-line, McClendon, Bobby. It gave me a lot of confidence um, going in this, this se- into the season knowing that I can guard anyone. I try to relay that back to all the other DBs, just knowing that I'm not the most athletic person on the field. A lot of people that are behind me or right next to me are more athletic than me. If you really have that confidence, then you can guard anyone in the state. We talk about how difficult practice can be and how competitive practice can be. I think it's a a situation that's not only true in the football program, but in other sports at Westlake, because you're going up against the people who are your teammates across the line in one-on-one drills. Who's the dude that you do not want to see? Who's got your proverbial number in practice that that gives you fits every single day on the wide receiver front? I'm not going to say he he has my number because it's pretty (laughs) even. Me and Jaden go at it every single day um, in perimeter drill, two-on-twos and one-on-ones every single day we're competing. And it's funny, I was telling him this the other day is, how do we not hate each other? If I was going against anybody else, you know, I would hate them if they beat me two times out of four times a day in one-on-ones. It's a relationship that we've bonded um, past these last couple months. And he's now one of one of my good friends on the team. And so it's really special to know that we're not going to be jawing up at, at the line and then all of a sudden there's a brawl that breaks out. It's fun, competitive. We chirp at each other, but at the end of the day, we know we're good friends. So, Well, it's not often that you get to go up against a guy like Jaden in a game, you know, the, the very seldom that you get a chance. And we talked about this last year, you know, I don't necessarily think anybody wants to be on the working end of a Jackson Coker block in practice, but the competitive nature, the spirit of that competition amongst teammates that allows the offense and the defense to kind of come together. And I think that's a big part of being a good team and being a good teammate is, Hey, I'm going to give my best because if I don't give my best, you're not going to give your best. It's not going to help us win on Friday. And I, I use that term us as a, as a big jumping off point, Michael, to how the character and the identity of this team is coming together. And you said it earlier, we love football and with football comes competition. And I think that's a big part of your relationship with Jaden and how that meshes well with the rest of the team, both with the senior class and the underclassmen. Kind of adding on to that is we win against each other, offense and defense every single day for so much longer than a normal season would be. Coach Dodge is going to get mad at me once he hears this, but I looked over to Coach Jones and I said, nothing makes me happier than getting Coach Dodge mad because we're clamping up the wide receivers and one-on-ones and seven-on-seven. It's that competitive nature that the offense has and the defense has every single day in one-on-ones and in pass hold seven-on-seven that we just attack each other. When we come together as a whole at the end of the practice, no one's mad, each other getting each other better. Final thought, Michael, as we conclude our Shab of the Week interview here, it's one thing to get ready to play a game and be prepared. It's one thing to go out and execute and play. That self-awareness to understand that this is the last time I'm going to do this as a Westlake football player. There's goals that you have as a team, and I think we're all aware of the goal board. But I always ask this of, of a few seniors each year. The personal goals that you have don't ever supersede the team goals. What's that one thing that Michael Taft wants out of the 2020 season? After the state game, I never thought that I would be getting opportunities to play at the next level at the end of my sophomore year. And at the end of the junior year, I kind of thought that that was coming to reality. I'm always a guy that's always been kind of overlooked. And just knowing that that's been my mentality 
every single year that I play this game of football. Um, just knowing that I've been overlooked by other colleges. I'm probably not as fast as they want, not as physical as they want. That's what they say to me. Those comments just give me a drive to be better. And so kind of the personal goals are more towards um, the next level and knowing what I want to do at the next level, how coaches see me at the next level um, and earn their respect. When I'm watching film, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna pick this one off. And so this college can see this and give me an opportunity or give me an offer. People don't often understand this. You know, as a baseball player, you can you can play in summer leagues. Uh, basketball, you can play a pickup game in the park. You just have, you know, you need 10 guys. Nobody has really the opportunity if they don't play college football to put on the pads and the helmet again. There's this finality to all the work that you've been doing since Pop Warner in middle school, all the training, all the time, all the investment, including your effort in the classroom. And I think that is a noble goal uh, for, for someone like you who wants to play at the next level. You're not ready to take your pads off. And I think that's motivation for, for everybody. I'm not done yet. And if I don't want to be done, I'm going to have to do this, 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 and this. To me, Michael, that benefits the entire team. You're not ready to take off your pads and your helmet just yet. I've been in this game for all that I can remember, whether it's I-9, Pop Warner, uh, Hill Country Middle School. Football's kind of really all that I know. There's no way I could I could be two months in my future in January and know that that's the last day I play football. That's a goal that of mine that since I was young to want to play college football. And so just striving to be better every day in practice, knowing that the mindset is if you want to be a D1 player, you got to play harder and practice harder, way harder than anybody on this field. It motivates me. He's Michael Taff, senior captain. They call him Mookie. He's our Shab of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you.